0: This is Sound & Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Mia Dyson is an Australia-raised, LA-based musician who's an award winner of the Australian version of a Grammy that's called the Aria Award. She's opened up for Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac and Bonnie Raitt. And she's just released her eighth album. It's called Tender Heart. oh my Mia Dyson started writing this album shortly before an earthquake hit her home. And right after that earthquake happened, Mia Dyson experienced an undiagnosed heart arrhythmia, which caused her heart to stop beating. And she almost died. I caught up with Dyson to hear more about the themes that show up on this record. But first, she talked about what she can remember from her near-death experience.
1: Well, I remember the earthquake. It woke me up from being fast asleep and, um not being a, a Los Angeles native I found the earthquake quite exciting mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband who hadn't gone to bed was in the other room and I called out to him and then that's when I this heart arrhythmia happened I stopped breathing and my heart stopped and he found me slumped on the bed and wooden eyes and not breathing and uh it took him you know a, a little while to figure out what was going on I mean he didn't he didn't know what was going on but to to realize he had to um try yeah. and bring me back to life, and he was calling the ambulance and giving me mouth-to-mouth. And then I remember, um, as I started breathing again, coming back into my body, and I was actually in a very peaceful place when I first, I think, had some consciousness. I w- it, was, it was dark and peaceful, and I was very far away. I could hear his voice. Um, he'd realised that I'd started breathing again, and he was just saying to me over and over again, thank you for coming back to me and i could hear him very distantly and he sounded very calm and but he was also on the phone to the paramedics and um you know as i came back into my body it got scarier and scarier because things felt wrong like i was i felt like a thousand pounds pinned to the bed i couldn't see i couldn't move and um obviously my body had been through oxygen deprivation and and all of that and so probably I was feeling those effects, but I didn't know what had happened. And um, I was in sort of in shock when I came to properly. and and then, you know, five giant firemen <laughs> arrived at our place to to take me to hospital because the the you know the fire department got there first, and um the paramedic fire department. and uh, they were wonderful. And it was during covid. so you know it was just terrifying because it was early on and, I had to go to the hospital by myself. My husband couldn't come. He couldn't visit me. Mm. And um, they discovered that I have this heart arrhythmia called long QT syndrome. And the treatment is to implant a defibrillator cardiac device into the chest and wires into the heart so that if this happens again, which it can happen because of sudden loud noises, which was the earthquake causing the arrhythmia to be revealed. I could have gone years without it happening or it never happened at all, but you know, and a lot of people die the first time these things happen because there's no way to know you have it until something like this happens. But, um, yeah, that intersected the writing of the record and was, you know, pretty life-changing.
0: Wow. I mean, did this whole experience make you view life and death differently?
1: It really did. I mean,
0: miraculously,
1: it actually has lessened my fear of death. I think, you know, the, the post experience was was a really wonderful time. You know, I had to re- recover physically from having this op- or two operations to get this thing inside my chest and get it all working and everything. But um, it was this incredible experience for both me and my husband together. I think we, we had this, you know, we'd been together for 10 years at that point and it became this sort of renewed bonding of our relationship. And certainly for me, a sense of just how fragile life is and and how precious and uh gave me just this immense gratitude for my life and for having a second life a second chance but also about 6 months later too i i'd never had panic attacks and i and i started having those and i think that was a sort of delayed reaction to the experience and that that really brought me into the present i really had to take care of myself and and really gave me a, a you know a perspective on people having those kinds of experiences of panic and and high anxiety. and yeah, I I luckily have gotten past that and I've got delved really deep into meditation and it's been a really important um, part of my recovery. but yeah I I'm just very, very grateful <laughs> to be alive and and I I find the the ever-present awareness of of death's possibility actually very enlivening. It helps me to, be just appreciative of of here here I am right now I'm alive this is this is such a rare I mean the chances of the universe happening and then life forming on earth like I think about all that stuff all the time and the fact that I'm here is just like the most unlikely thing in the in in the universe and so um here I am
0: (laughs) Wow. You know, I was listening to your album and your your opening track, the song Dare. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, wow, she must have written this right after that experience, you know, of the, the heart arrhythmia. And then I understand that you wrote it before. But gosh, it just seems like it was written exactly about that experience.
1: Heard you call me here from empty space. I know, it's so freaky. Yeah, that song was written a few months before the event and, you know, I've had this happen before with songs but never so strikingly obvious where I'll write a song, it's not got a literal meaning, there's just something really, you know, I really love the lyrics for some reason, they speak to me in some way that I, you know, maybe it's just the way they sound or the mood that they create But then a couple of years later or, you know, six months later, like suddenly they make sense in a literal way, Um, like something happens that reveals their meaning to me, which I find very strange and, and fascinating and one of the beautiful things about music and I think the arts in general and creativity is that perhaps it can tap into things that we are unaware of, subconscious things, or perhaps a mysterious sort of collective consciousness I, I have no idea <laughs> but um, in this case, it was kind of spooky how direct this seems to point to what was about to happen, which is this this earthquake and facing death, death sort of waiting inside me. I mean I know it waits inside everybody but this just felt like very poignant so so that's just a fascinating mystery to me about about songwriting. Ground beneath my feet has always been shaking. Blood under my skin Has always been racing The center of my body Has always been aching
0: And the death The death inside of me Has always been waiting How much of this album Was written after That experience of the earthquake And then your heart stopping?
1: Yeah, about um half the record Was written after So thong- songs like Thank You, Dragging Me Down, Golden Light. Thank You in particular is a song that just springs directly from that experience because um, after I'd had the near-death experience, I was just needing to to explore conversations and writings about death and understand other people's perspectives on it. And I came across um, this wonderful writings of a palliative care doctor called Ira Bayok. Who talks about you know the four simple things to say before death? Is obviously he um, has a lot of experience with 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 people at the end of their lives and and their families. And
0: what what are those four simple things? By the oh, way, oh well,
1: it, I mean they, they vary. Like there's different cultures that have um, different ceremonies that that you know speak to things. But the but the words that I choose and in this order were thank you, I love you, forgive me, I forgive you. Yeah, it's a pretty um, meaningful song for me. It's, it's sort of become um, somewhat of the, the heart, the tender heart of the record. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned the song Dragging Me Down was written um, after this earthquake and near-death experience. And I understand this song is about your struggles with depression. What was going through your mind when you wrote this track? Tender heart Today you he was talking Taking
1: the lead. Will I be walking? This paradox that it's so difficult to pull oneself out, you know, it's like we have two selves. There's the depressed self and then there's the self that can observe <laughs> the depression. But it, it, it's so strange to sort of be able to see it and yet not be able to um, just will one's self out of it. And thankfully over the over the years i've learned ways to deal with it and you know it doesn't last as long and you know meditation has been a huge help with that but i was just really contemplating the um you know how can i trust myself when it's me who seems to be the one who's causing this depression because i mean certainly it's never it's never worked to really blame outside forces i mean i can but it just it doesn't help me deal with it and so it's it's this mysterious paradox, and yet, as we've all heard, it's like having to go through rather than around seems to be the key. Like feeling the experience and not trying to avoid the experience seems to be where um, we can we can move right through it. And 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 even, I mean, I would say gather wisdom down there in the dark. I think there is there is stuff, there are insights there for us to to find and and so even that notion is helpful to just remember i'm down here i know it doesn't feel good but um but there's there's value here there's things to be discovered and if i can just stay and and accept where i am um, i will come through and come out the other side and hopefully with some with a little more uh, wisdom i hear darkness calling my name oh so sweetly singing like rain. Do I want this sinking
0: again? Please don't let me go down in vain. That was my conversation with Mia Dyson. Her album Tender Heart was released on February 23rd. That was Sound and Vision. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and review it. Those little things go a long way. And Sound and Vision comes from KEXP, a publicly funded station. We rely on listener support to do what we do. You can give now to help financially support this show with a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.